Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And one of the best ways to do that is by sharing a story with our grandchildren that's delightfully entertaining while it delivers an important message. And today's guest message holds particular significance for both us boomers and our grandchildren. Jason June is a New York Times best-selling children's book author who loves writing memorable and moving stories. Lauren Long is the author-illustrator of the New York Times best-selling Otis series, which has been developed into an animated television show on Apple TV+. And now Jason and Lauren have joined forces and merged their considerable talents to create a book that belongs in every child's library. Their book is called Never Forget Eleanor, and without further ado, I want to welcome both of you to the show. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you, Eileen. Well, believe me, it is my pleasure, and I want to start off by giving you my congratulations because Never Forget Eleanor is is beautifully illustrated, and it also delivers, as I mentioned in the intro, a very special message, but you've done it in a sensitive and respectful way. So both of you must be very pleased with the outcome of your merged talents. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I'm still pinching myself. This is Jason June that I get to work with the iconic Lauren Long because he's worked with so many amazing, huge names and just the the way that Lauren has been able to capture all the emotion in the story and bring it to life. It's just a huge pinch me moment. Yeah, and I, wow. I feel the same way. I feel the same way um, being able to finally illustrate a book uh, about a topic that's that's affected my me personally and um and do it in such a an eloquent way with this with this manuscript from Jason June. Well, that brings us to the topic and Jason, I will start with you. So please give us an overview of the story and again why you chose to write a children's book on the topic of Alzheimer's disease. Yeah, this um this is unlike anything else I've ever written before. Usually the picture books I've written I describe as zany and flamboyant, which are two words you don't normally associate with Alzheimer's or dementia, obviously. <laughs> and it came about because I was taking one of those silly 23andMe tests, um, mostly to to figure out if my family lore about where we were from was accurate. And at the time, they had just been FDA approved to give results for a number of health conditions. And I opted in for that, and through it was through that test but I found out that I have both genetic variants that would be required to develop Alzheimer's. It doesn't mean that I'm for sure going to get it, but it means somebody with my genetic makeup has about a 50% chance of developing Alzheimer's by the time they're 80. And so this became a story that just sort of flowed out of me from that. It was a couple weeks later after getting that diagnosis that I went to a writing retreat, and I was supposed to be working on a whole other book, but this just popped out where I'm sort of the – both characters there, little Elijah, who's the grandson, who doesn't fully know a lot about Alzheimer's or memory loss and has this confusion, has the worry for his grandma that he loves so much and loves making stories with her. And then I'm also a little bit of the Grandma Eleanor character where I'm this person that's built their whole life on stories. And what does it mean if I forget all those stories and I forget all the people that inspire them? And what is my life's purpose if I won't remember it? And so ultimately, this is a story about hope and that even if 
uh, Alzheimer's does develop in our loved ones, that the best thing we can do for them is keep their memories alive by sharing their stories. Oh, I, you know, I, the way you describe it is I've now I've got my eyes are getting misty because it's just the way the book comes out. You really do have a talent for writing with both sensitivity and compassion. And as a grandma, I want to say, too, I love the words you choose because you don't talk down to your young readers. I mean, some of the words I want to look up myself. No, I do know them, but they're very, <laughs> they're, you know, you, you really make an effort to educate in, you know, another number of ways so it must have been a real balancing act on your part when you write stories for children this age around this age and I do want to check in with you on that uh, point in a minute but do you do you write and rewrite and rewrite or does it just kind of flow well first of all Eileen I really want to thank you for pointing out the words I picked you're the first person that we've talked to that has mentioned that and it's really important to me to use quote-unquote big words in books for kids because so many times we undersell a kid's curiosity to learn what big words are and we'll think, oh, they're too complicated for them. They won't know it. But they want to know. Kids love sounds. They love language. And so thank you for that. And then uh, in answer to your question about whether things flow, this is one of those manuscripts where it was a cosmic lightning strike. Usually I have pages and pages of editorial letter notes from my editor. But for this in particular, the published version is actually very, very similar to the first draft. There is hardly any changes, which I don't know how that happened. <laughs> well, I do. I think it was an otherworldly event, like you said, a cosmic lightning strike, <laughs> or you know, uh, you would channel this. <laughs> I mean, because again, it is beautifully written. And thank you for thanking me about the big words. They just popped right out to me. I. I really appreciate that because children, you know, they want to be challenged. They want to learn new things, and you did it in such a delightful way. Now, to you, Lauren, uh, taking all these big words <laughs> that Jason wrote and, and illustrating a story in this way, how does this process work for you? It, it starts with, okay, so some of the books I've illustrated in my career I've written myself, but actually a little probably more of them are from other authors. I like to do both. And it just starts with with uh, my agent or an editor presenting me a manuscript. So the first thing I do is read it and see if I, if I gravitate toward it, if I like it, if it means something to me. And in this case, so, all right, is this a great manuscript that I want to illustrate? Um, in this case, it was. Also, it wasn't just a great um, manuscript that I could put my pictures to to make it into a hopeful, great book, but this was something that really touched a nerve in me. I lost my father to Alzheimer's, and it was, it's been almost 10 years ago, and all of these feelings still exist inside of me. And after we lost my father, too, it really is just, as so many listeners know, it's just a brutal experience to go through um, from the very beginning when you start noticing your father repeating himself and telling you the same story or forgetting simple things or behaving differently dressing differently talking differently um, it's so it's so difficult so after we lost my father as a writer myself I tried to write my own manuscript and it just was an exercise um, in depression 
um, it it wasn't cathartic like I thought it would be. It was really sad, and, and I, I could not accomplish it. So I put it away, and then came along this manuscript from Jason June. I hadn't met Jason June yet at that point, but it was – I just read Never Forget Eleanor, and I, it, it just – it was eloquent, somehow charming, and very human, but also hopeful. And it just made me want to immediately – I, grab, I immediately felt a connection to Jason June. Um, I immediately felt a connection to this manuscript, and I immediately said, okay, Jason June wrote the manuscript that I wasn't able to write myself, but I can also be a part of this project and put my pictures to this manuscript. And, boy, did you do that in one great big way. Uh, this is a question for for both of you because I'm not quite sure who is the one who came up with the fact that Eleanor, of course, is an elephant, and elephants are supposed to be blessed with great memories, which makes it a little bit ironic and, you know, the, again, the theme behind the book. But who do, who decided that Eleanor was going to be an elephant? This is kind of a fun, happy accident where I – I cast the characters in Never Forget Eleanor as elephants. It was one of the few little illustrator notes I had in the manuscript. Uh, and it is, like you said, from that saying, uh, elephants never forget. And the elephant has kind of become a symbol within the Alzheimer's community. Uh, but then, Lauren, you also have your own connection with elephants. Yeah. In fact, I, the, the story I was trying to write um, was called Remember William. Um, and my father's name was Bill. And uh, I had this whole thing, and I, I cast my father as an elephant because of, of mm. Alzheimer's. I, I think the elephant has become something of a symbol or a mascot, if you will, for the disease. And it is that irony of of the elephant never forgetting things, or being the elephant, or being the animal that remembers the longest. Um, but yeah, so it was. That was one of those serendipitous things where we both were in the right in lockstep. And sometimes, Eileen, um, authors, when they write picture books, will put simple art notes. Um, sometimes we illustrators don't love those art notes, if I'm, if I'm being <laughs> honest. <laughs> but, but with Jason June, his manuscript, I think toward the beginning, J.J., you had uh, – Eleanor is an elephant, and so is the grandson, Elijah, and they're at their favorite cafe working out crossword puzzles. And I, that was just another thing, like, okay, boom, I've got to illustrate this, this story. Oh, wow. Well, you know, thank you, first off, both of you for sharing some intimate details of your life and why this story means so much to you, because it really, you know, like I said, I'm kind of fighting back tears in my eyes because it's such a beautiful story. And now that I know the background and our listeners know the background, it's even more meaningful to me and I'm sure to them, too. It's just a beautiful, beautiful book. Uh, as far as age groups, do you have any particular age groups in mind? I'm thinking, you know, you know, those of my grannies and grandpas, but I think you have another age group you are targeting as well. Yeah, this is technically a picture book, which is usually geared for kids. So I say I say really anywhere from from like two or three to ten ish, depending on the reading level of the particular kid you're working with. But just like you said, Eileen, I, we've really been finding that as people read this book, it's connecting with adult children of parents who have Alzheimer's or with uh, with folks who are potentially 
grandparents themselves that want to share it with their grandkids in case something ever happens with their memory. So I'm, what I'm really loving about this, not to have a cop-out answer, is this is feeling like a book for everybody that is able to start conversations with actual children or with your inner child or with your child relationship to your own parents, even when you're an adult. And that's been really magical. This can be something for everybody. Yeah, I might add also that um, Jason June and I talked about this notion that we're we're putting a book out there in the world that is intended for children about a really heavy and kind of a sad subject. But we also felt like this can open up this uh, discussions between uh, an adult uh, adult child of someone going through Alzheimer's and their children. Like, for example, when my father started behaving differently, my two sons, who are now in their 20s, were five and seven, and roughly, and they didn't understand what, were going, what was going on, and they were confused. And uh, it was a way for, if I'd have had this book, it would have been a way for me to read something in a loving way, in a safe environment, that safe harbor that is the picture book, for us to to talk about something heavy, always so bright and cheery and funny. And, uh, and it would have just made my grand, my children who were the grandsons of my father, uh, it would have made them feel like they're not alone and I can open up and I can talk about what's going on. And there's such power in that for children. And power for any, for children of any age, for sure. And I've just it just hit me, you know that Dr. Seuss book, Oh, the places you will go. I prior to doing this, I'm not going to spend time talking about myself, but I was a career counselor, and that everybody gave that book out to people if they were, you know, changing careers. This is a book that I hope will become like that, where it becomes a book that you can give to, again, people of all ages, because I can't, I mean, I can't honor it enough. It, it, you, both of you did such an amazing job, and I want to thank you for sharing so much about your own lives, sharing about the book, and sharing your passion for this particular topic. You have touched me, and I know you've touched our listeners, too. Thank you so much, Eileen. That really means a lot. Yeah, thank you well, so much. Thank you. Well, thank you, and uh, also you both both of you are wonderfully creative, and of course this message is an important one. So please, listeners out there, remember, never forget Eleanor. It's a book that presents a difficult topic with a combination of sensitivity and honesty. And all of you grannies out there, grab a copy for your grandchildren, whether or not you have memory issues, although those of us without Alzheimer's, I will confess big time, I repeat myself. And just this is a nice way to share some an important topic with your grandchildren, again, in a very sensitive way. So until next time. This is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. So good. Okay.